0: These cards are like magical works of art individually, and then when you see someone's deck, it just makes you cry because you realize that there's a whole world inside each person, even the most you know, ordinary person that you would just pass by on the street, and you see their deck and you just, it's just, it makes my heart explode because it's inside each person is like so much. So much beauty, terror, trauma, joy, uh, talent, pain, all of it inside each person. Welcome to the Healer Dealer podcast.
1: This is an invitation to be inspired, get curious, expand and empower your own gifts through conversations with the modern healers of our time. The only way to heal ourselves is to deal with it. I'm your Healer Dealer, Diana Zalicki. So excited you're here. Let's get started. I have with me Samsara Riley and Jessica Snow, 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 of the duo behind Art by Magic, which I like to describe as the next level refresh introduction practice of Soul Collage. Yes. Is that the
0: proper way to introduce? We are bringing Soul Collage to a different group of people than the people that normally get to do Soul Collage.
1: Okay, so... That being said, full transparency, this episode has been recorded over a delightful martini. Yes. And oftentimes your workshops can happen over martini time. Yes. But that hasn't happened just yet. Mm. But that's on the horizon. Yes. It's a dream. Okay. So people hear Soul Collage and they're like, what is that? And all I have to say from personal experience of doing it, it is next level magic And I always try to explain it to people about, you're making your own tarot cards. They don't understand, you can't really wrap their mind around what makes it so much more special and different. Can you talk a little bit about what it is?
0: Yes. Um, So basically what it is, is you are making a deck that just is for you a deck of oracle cards that are just for you and each card has one energy or identity and um, sometimes you know what kind of card you're going to make before you start sometimes images kind of just jump out at you and you make these um, special cards that are five by eight and um, you take images you put them together something kind of clicks and that card's energy becomes clear and uh, you slip it in this clear plastic sleeve, and then you have a card. Once you have a few cards, you can use them in the exact same way, and in fact, in more ways than you can use traditional published decks. Um, You can do readings, um, you can do magical work with them, and one of the best parts of Soul Collage is that it's actually all done with your your own hands. So you make your own cards with your own hands. You cut, you use glue, you do a lot of these um, creative processes that we did when we were little and then have either abandoned or take for granted or you do now to make money like some Samsara does. <laughs>
2: that, <yeah. laughs> the great thing about... Um... The collage process is, especially in making the cards, it is a very simple thing. To start, it's very simple. And it's fun, which is how it kind of gets its hooks in you. And then when you go through the full process, it becomes very magical and so much gets uncovered for you. Yes. In what feels like this very simple, oh, I'm just putting some images together and making a card. And it gets this whole second dimension that is fascinating
0: life-changing it's life-changing okay
1: so let's take a step back though so when you're telling me about you know getting pictures gluing them down the first thing that comes to mind if i didn't know what this was is
0: i would be like how is this different than making like a vision board when you make a vision board you are telling the universe what you would like really what your smaller sense of self or your ego would like um when you make soul collage cards it is your subconscious and the collective unconscious, it's their chance to tell you things and show you things. So um, it's actually the opposite of vision boarding. So on a vision board, I might be cutting out, you know, images of things that I want or I I would like to have or something like that. Um, And then when you're making soul collage cards, um, very often our most powerful cards are include images of things that you know we absolutely our ego doesn't want right or, 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 <laughs> and or. those become our
2: most magical tools and even to that it reveals something to you you didn't even know you were thinking about or know that you cared about okay, or but, that you were dealing with inside but let's
1: say okay I, I picked those we've talked about that personally with like the scary cards like you guys have always been very encouraging like if you're attracted to a picture even if it makes you uncomfortable just pull it there's a connection there. But can't that be the same for the opposite if there's a picture of that? Of, like, yeah, I know it's different than vision boarding, making a vision board, but like, obviously, if I see a picture of something I desire, that yes. is something in my subconscious sure. that it's connecting yes. with too. So yes. it's not just
0: always the dark, it, it can be both. It's, it's just both. And, and, and even the, the, the woman, Sina Frost, who invented soul collage, um, who is brilliant, um, even all cards. Have the potential for shadow, basically, and it doesn't mean because you make a, a card that looks kind of scary that it it is necessary. You can make a card. Let's say let's take an example. So something that you desire. Let's say you want a, a Hawaiian vacation, right? So you end up making a card and it looks like a tropical vacation. And you're like your you know ego, small sense of self it's like very pleased with itself. It's like yes, this is a quote unquote good card. You may after working with that card realize oh, there are some other things about this that the passerby would maybe think isn't overtly positive. This has some issues. I have some issues around this. Right. Like maybe I don't,
2: I discover I don't actually want that thing that I think that I want. And that's a really interesting thing to come across. Or maybe this thing that I think that I want, maybe who I want to go with is not who I think I want to go with.
0: There's a lot. Yeah, and it's all personal to you because each card is just for you. But yes, everybody can make whatever cards come to them and um, there's really no, like, quote-unquote, good cards and bad cards. There's just cards and they're all tools for us to... Like Samsara said, like reveal or unearth or uncover something that is probably kind of running our life behind the scenes, um, but we're not aware of yet. That
2: is something that is very appealing to me, is that it is a very quick shortcut almost to finding out what is going on behind the scenes because we're so in our heads we're so analytical we're so thinking about the things that we think we want and we're listing and you know making goals about things and you know making out the all the things that we want that we think we want to do and this process forces you to shut down that very critical very overly thinky part of your head or of your brain and Make these cards and get into that subcon It's like a shortcut to your subconscious because you're just working in imagery. Well,
1: what I think is interesting about that, I've found personally when I've attended the workshop, something that's really blown my mind is um things that I wasn't, I know we talk about the subconscious, but what's really blown my mind is how cards that I've created I did not feel connection with or really understand till like three months later. Totally. And it's always been so humbling to me. When I have been upset and I'm like, oh, I need to make a card to express myself, and then it's like completely the opposite of what I think I would be making Mm -hmm. and also the opposite of when I'm in a really joyful mood and then I make a scary card I'm like what is this Um, can you talk a little bit about like people that don't know you You both are completely different personality types (laughs) you come from completely different backgrounds and yet you have this bond and this beautiful um, connection through this work and also both beautifully complement each other in supporting students that are attending your work. can you talk a little bit about that
0: yeah I mean uh, can I say something that can I go back yeah absolutely so when you're saying like when you're joyous and you think you're going to make one kind of that something else um, this I'll be very short Um, one day after the fires that we had here in California I was in my office and I just decided to make some cards and I made five cards and I just was putting them up on the windowsill. I was just doing it kind of fast just to like you know work through some stuff and then when I looked up at the five cards in a row, I noticed that every figure, whether it was an animal or a person, had its head down in kind of a sad body language. And I realized, oh, I'm sad today. I was sad about the fires, but it, I didn't really know it or acknowledge it or like al- allow myself to honor that or feel that completely or anything. And, but then when I saw those five cards lined up, It wasn't like I was trying to make sad cards, or I was like, oh, like they all have the same body language. And that clued me into something that was really true for me that day is that I was sad. And from there on, I could like do things in the rest of that day that helped me transmute that sadness and kind of evolve. But when you
1: use those cards and you place them out and you connected with them in that way, something I would love for you to explain about is how the connections with the cards can change daily. Well, yes.
0: This was about those. I was just making them and then putting them on the windowsill. Yeah. So there's just five lined up there. Okay, but it wasn't a reading, and it wasn't. Yes, but uh, but even those cards that you made when you put them in your deck, and later you come back to yes. it, they're not individually yeah. sad cards. Yeah. It was just that was one small insight from those five being lined up that I made that day so they were different all different kinds of cards but based upon the archetype of the card that you created yes. even if
1: you were to pull the exact same row of the same yes. cards it could have a completely different meaning for you
0: exactly and the, the perfect way to think of it is that you're diana right you're always diana but depending on what we're talking about or what day it is or what's going on with you you're gonna have you don't say the same four words to me every single time we meet you always have something different to say. Do you feel like that's how it's very different than a classical tarot deck? Uh, I feel like even tarot decks and oracle decks, in, in my interpretation of the cards, like there is room um, to move within a card. However, um, it's definitely easier with Soul Collage. I find reading Soul Collage cards uh, a thousand times easier than reading any other published decks. Right. Like I always say,
2: it feels like I'm talking to myself. It's It's, instant. It's my higher self is talking to myself because I've made these cards. So when I pull them, I don't need to go to a guidebook to say, oh, I've forgotten what the four of pentacles is or whatever. You know, or you look at them and think, oh, I I know what that facet of my personality. I know what that archetype means. I know it. And you can, I do a reading just like that. Like, it's so quickly because it's all speaking to you because it's you speaking to yourself.
0: So each card has its own energy identity, who it is. It's always that. Like, you're always Diana. You're always Samsara. I'm always Jessica. Then it has it's messages that it brings you, which just like I just said, like those change depending on their position in the spread the day that you're reading them. Um, and even, you know, the cards are like little, I think of them as like little spirits or little beings. Some of them have like kind of like a dark, funny sense of humor. Some of them are a little maudlin, you know, they all have like their own vibe. Um, so sometimes they're say something, a serious card can say something very funny that like gets right to the heart. Uh, they know exactly how to communicate with you, and then also each card can, like, sometimes develop like a little nickname. Right, because ultimately it's all about your intuition guiding you here.
2: These, you've made these cards, so you are learning to read them, trust, learning to trust yourself, and know what those cards have to say. So, depending on the day that you pull it, it's gonna guide you to. to think about the thing that either you did know you were thinking about or didn't know you were thinking about, but ultimately it's talking directly to you. And that's, I think, what makes it so unique.
0: Yes, did we answer your question? Yes, I just... Actually, not at all. I don't think we answered your question. No, I think that... The question is about friendship? No, we can go...
1: We can go back there. But the thing that I find... I mean, because I think somebody that's never um, heard of this before, it's still Mm -hmm. a bit... I can imagine whoever's listening... It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a little confusing. And I think I always... I find myself mumbling when I'm trying to explain it to friends because I'm just like, it's so powerful. Like so powerful and it's so different and unlike anything you've ever done and the thing that also I find inspiring is um the importance of keeping it sacred yes keeping
0: it for yourself which is like this is the most in today's world this is perhaps the most radical part of soul collage and that is that you do not share your deck on the internet you do not do readings for other people and you don't let other people do readings with your cards and that is because this is a truly sacred magical object that is just for you and you only and how many things in life anymore are just for you so i made the card what do i do next so you made the card so then you do what they call i am the one who so you find out who the card is right like, you're Diana, you're Samsara, this is a warrior card, or this is a critic card, or this is the fool, or um, this is, you know, youth, or this is, you know, whatever. Um, and so you find out who it is, and you start to kind of, basically, the here, here's a good metaphor. I like it. Uh, so think of your attention as a beam of light, and think of your soul collage deck like as this kind of prism this and it reflects this spectrum and all the cards of the spectrum this rainbow that shines out these each color in that rainbow is a part of you is has d- dominion over some area of your life whether you want to you know acknowledge that or work with that or not and so in the same way that um you can shine a light through a prism and it makes a rainbow when we make cards each card is like one of those colors of that rainbow and that make up you, that make up your soul. Does that make sense? So once you make the cards, then you hold it up, you find out who it is, and then you can start to use that card in readings. You can do card of the day. You can do intentional card pulling. You can put them on your altar. You can do magic with them. You can... Put it on the dashboard of your car. As you go to a big meeting, you can do all kinds of magic with it. Yeah. Or you can just simply meditate
2: on the card that you've made and discover something new about yourself or think more deeply about some part of yourself that you've uncovered.
0: Or it, break through something. See, like yeah. when I saw that, oh, that I'm sad, now that I know I'm sad, I can do things to ameliorate and transcend that, so, and put that emotion that was under the surface to good use. I have a question. Yeah. So I feel that this is maybe
1: against the rules a little bit. And you can call me out if it is. Yeah, let's do but it. But there's a card that I specifically feel I want to pull. No one's seeing it. What it looks like, but I kind of want to do the practice of the I am with it to show our listeners
0: like how that process let's works. Do it. Can I do that? Yeah, let's do it right now. I'm back with a card. Let me describe the scene. Diana is holding up a card that she made. She's looking at it. She says, she's kind of speaking from the card, I am the one who... So I'm
1: speaking from the card, not from myself of
0: what I think the card is. Right. I'm so speaking not, from you're not the not perspective... about the card, you're talking from the card. So this is the card talking. Go.
1: I am the one who has fierce focus Mm -hmm. I am the one who is standing my ground Mm -hmm. I am the warrior Mm -hmm. I am the one who is claiming what is mine Mm -hmm. and I am the one who's the boss Mm -hmm.
0: okay so now we know who this card is yes so now let's say three you know three days from now in the morning you wake up and you pull this card well, you can very easily see how that's going to influence the way you move through your day. Does that make sense? As opposed to waking up that same exact day in your life, not pulling a card like this, maybe you'd be a little wishy-washy. Maybe you let someone kind of take advantage of you a little bit. Maybe you wouldn't uphold your boundaries. Maybe you wouldn't go out and get that thing that you're after.
1: Well, to your point of talking about not just using it in reading, but also putting it on your altar using it as a a guide if you will like so right now I have this out on my altar and I'm using it because I'm using this as a form of support for myself because this is what I'm wanting to call in exactly is the warrior spirit that's exactly right
0: and so and this is why it's so life-changing because it's working on so many levels for you because you are the one who made this card. You are the one who picked up these images. And you're the one who put them together on this card in this way. It is truly a magical object that you made yourself. And therefore has so much more connection to you. And power. And kind of like a visceral affinity. Or like relationship with your soul.
1: Um What I find really inspiring about this process so far, it's like even this card that I'm using as an example. I made this card a while ago, and it felt really good when I made it. Mm -hmm. And part of me, from my own conscious ego, Mm -hmm. I was like, I like these items Mm because they feel good to me. Mm -hmm. And I do associate a part of myself with that. Mm -hmm. These items that I picked. But then I forgot about this for a while. (laughs) And then (laughs) I, I... was going through my deck and I felt like I needed a uh, support, Yes. not necessarily for reading, but I wanted something to call out to me to put out on my altar. Yes. Right. And then this came out to me. And what I find so inspiring is the very, like, you know, we talk about divine timing, but literally how I, there's a part of my subconscious that knew whatever was coming up, I would need that support in some time. So you're making that for that moment when you need that support, regardless of how it felt when you made it.
2: Right. And there's, there's no published deck that exists that's going to have that combination of images that speaks to you in this specific way. That's the super cool thing about this is that whatever these elements and although you can't, the listener can't see the card but you know it's the Wonder Woman and the Tiger and the Horizon all of these things are speaking directly to you because this is the symbolism that means something to you and that is what we're doing, we're discovering what our inner symbolism is and we jo- we joke after you know doing this together for a while now, there are certain things that come up in cards repeatedly where I we almost like to the point of almost making fun of each other, but not really. But like, (laughs) oh, like, oh, how surprising to see a hummingbird in there again, you know. But that is something that means something to you, Jessica, or means something to me that it doesn't mean the same to the other person.
0: And we always tell people to pick up every image that calls to you, and make every card that comes to you, Um, because you don't. Our our little brains don't know. Mm. What we're really gonna need three months, six months, nine months, two years down the line. It's real, so true. Now,
1: to that point, Samsara is a collage artist and creative director, and we've talked about this during the workshops how, for somebody who is visual, it can be a little challenging sometimes. And I've been guilty of this too, making some cards where there really wasn't, it felt a connection, it just felt good to make it, and it looked pretty. pretty. Yes, But, like, it didn't really work. Can you talk about that?
2: Yes. So I have two things to say about that. Mm, One is it is very hard to put aside the critical artistic creative directory part of your brain and... Not want to line up certain things or do this color palette because it looks good together. It, you're using a different part of your brain when you do this. So we always tell people just check that critical part at the door, come have fun with this and make sure it feels right. I have made cards in my deck that looked great, but upon revisiting them, I know that they just don't feel right. And Over time, I will say, okay, I've pulled this card enough times. I've worked with it enough. There's just, there isn't a clear message here. I didn't. I didn't do this one you know really with the clear intention and a lot of this when we started doing this we didn't totally know what we were doing we took a we went to a dream workshop and learned how to do which turned out to be a soul collage workshop and discovered that we loved this thing but didn't really have instruction on how to do it so a lot of our early cards were exactly that like we just were kind of figuring out as we went we've had to go back through our decks and take out certain cards that didn't have a clear feeling now those so whoa nuts. deep voice <laughs> <laughs> those cards that you took out now are you throwing those away oh, no, or never, what are you no doing way. with those No, no no so some of them what I did is I took and put them in a brown paper bag and I put them with like my soul collage making kit that I have and i will periodically call that um semi-retired right semi-retired and i will periodically go back in there and look at them again so maybe every six months and say do, am I missing something in this? Are these clear? And I go through the process of trying to understand who the card is. And every once in a while, I'll pull one out and go, aha. You get to come back
0: I'm, into the deck. I know who you are now. And that comes back into the deck. You, we never throw anything away. Yeah. There. Are, so semi-retirement is just you go into the, in some SARS case, or brown paper bag for a while. <laughs> um, true retirement, which sometimes is necessary, and this is also a very important part of this process... If you a card is ready for true retirement, let's say that you made a card about some kind of trauma that happened to you, and now you've worked through that and you no longer need that energy in your deck. True retirement is either burning that card, so fire, using water, floating that card away, or submerging it in water, or offering it up to the earth, so burying it. So those are and those you would do in a like a real Taking a moment and doing like a, a ceremony around that. That like this is done now. But it was at one point a part of you. Yeah. And that's important to acknowledge
2: that. Whether it's still an active thing that's in you or something that you've moved, moved Yeah, past. likely if
0: you're retiring the card, you've worked mm-hmm. through it. What would you say is the most challenging
2: part of the Soul Collage process in teaching it? Well, Can I, can I just go back to one thing I wanted to say? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Do it. Um, one thing I just wanted to say is the process of with the checking the analytical brain at the door and trying to not make something, you know, necessarily pretty. It has, as somebody in this, this speaks to your earlier question, like how Jessica and I are a little different and how we approach things. Um, Jessica's so purely intuitive and it come, things come very natural to her in that way. And because of my, my background, my intuition was, got really confused really early on at a young age. And The great thing about this process is when you check that part of your brain at the door, you're really forced to look at these cards as you're making them and say, do I feel something here? Does it just look pretty? Or am I really connecting with, even if I don't know what the feeling is, is it giving me some kind of feeling? That has strengthened my intuition in that process. It has helped me uncover a lot of feelings inside of me that I didn't know were there. And... It has opened up. Uh, it has opened up for me my inner world in a way that I was looking for in other looking for like in tarot in, you know, um, meditation. And the great thing is that we we meld meditation with this, which is it's like the two strongest things that I use as a tool to really help me understand myself.
1: Has it given you more confidence with your own intuition? Hundred.
2: I have seen that
0: in her. I I mean I I yeah. I, I can't overstate <laughs> how much yeah. I've gotten to see Samsara change specific to intuition. Yeah, it was it was something I really it was struggled.
2: a struggle for her. Yeah, it was really a was struggle. A, and it was a difficult thing to admit as, you know, a creative person because my professional life is one thing but my with my personal life
0: it I just was always looking for a way in. But don't you think that's why you were drawn to that pr- profession? Uh, it, it, because absolutely. it was a framework or a mm-hmm. structure within which you could be intuitive, mm-hmm. be creative And it was in visual. this in yeah. but it gave a container to it. Mm-hmm. So it was it was safe in that way. Very much so. So I I think that the the cards
2: in themselves in their own way all become beautiful anyway. Yeah, so let's go back to the
0: hardest thing. Yes. Yeah, so in <laughs> in this process, even though everybody's cards are beautiful, all the cards are beautiful. We don't talk about other people's cards even to say something nice, and that is the hardest thing. The it's the hardest thing because every card is beautiful. Every card that I see I want to say something about because when when we see other people's cards obviously there's symbolism we put our, we project our symbolism onto it so it's really really important to keep everything clean and safe and to do that we have to not say anything about each other's cards but these cards are like magical works of art Individually, And then when you see someone's deck, it just makes you cry because you realize that there's a whole world inside each person. Even the most, you know, ordinary person that you would just pass by on the street and you see their deck and you just, it's just, it makes my heart explode because it's uh, inside each person is like so much. So much beauty, terror, trauma, joy, uh, talent, pain, all of it inside each person.
2: It's funny you say that. I... I was walking in my neighborhood today and I saw this uh, billboard and all the billboard said was everyone is going through something. Yeah. And the first thing that came to my mind was soul collage. Mm -hmm. It's,
0: you really just... When we have something bad happen to us, quote unquote bad happen to us, we say to each other, I can't wait to make a card about this.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's just there... You take for granted... I think we all take for granted how many different things are happening inside of us at a given time, and oftentimes how many opposing forces are in us at the same time. Like you can have a really super confident card and a really crazy inner critic card right. too. You know, you can have a really vulnerable card, a really you know weak card and a warrior card in your and all of those are legitimate parts of what makes us up. We're all very complex.
1: I think that it's what also I find inspiring about that when you're talking about how complex we all are, doesn't matter what you look like, seem like is it really gives permission for people to acknowledge all parts of themselves because we're Absolutely.
0: so quick. And integrate it so that yes. you can, you know, so that you can come into your full potential power. And it also like owning all
1: parts of ourselves because yeah. I think it's so quick, and I'm guilty of this, it's yeah. like it's so easy and quick to judge somebody, or we so quickly want to name claim something to somebody associate this and that is one part of them Mm -hmm. this is one part we're seeing so what i love is it really i mean our mind is amazing obviously but like to be able to make something and have a physical item that you are like holding you know you know very dear to yourself of like oh these are all parts of myself Mm -hmm. and also like acknowledging it and holding space for it
0: yeah parts of yourself and then also there's like archetypal cards so let's say that you know um I know that it is part of my destiny to become more let's say creative well I can make a card about that and I can put that card on my altar, just as you're doing, um, with this different card, and I can integrate that. I can I can move into that. It's it's very exciting because it allows you to, you know to not only work with what you've got, but um, you know, really become even more than, than, you know, i be, I feel like Soul Collage makes it, makes me so that I can do hard things. I feel like Soul Collage, um, has inspired me to like behave differently and like to my benefit and also to the benefit of everyone around me. Um,
2: yeah, you can really, you can call forth things in yourself that you want to be there, right. even if there's like the faintest little light They're of that in there, and you're like, "Come on!" And you can I need coax you. that out, <laughs> and then you can keep that part of you present with you, and carry it with you, and grow that embody part of it. And body, embody, and, and very intentionally n- nurse that part out of you, and have it do for you. What nobody else
1: can. Do you feel like um, during the workshops when I find them surprisingly emotional at times? Yes. Do you feel that when people are getting that strong of an emotional reaction to when they're creating their cards, it's because they feel seen?
0: I think people have more of an emotional reaction when they are finding out who their cards are. Mm-hmm. Um, because a lot of times you're making a card and you think it's about one thing and then the card starts to talk. And it's actually something different. And it's actually something that's more at the heart of you. And it's actually something that's more important. And it's actually something that is like really moving. It's like the light
1: gets switched on. Yes, it's
0: very moving either way. It can be moving in many flavors, let's say. Yeah,
2: one of the the best things I have found about leading a workshop is watching people have that light go on Mm -hmm. about their card and seeing them Realize something, oftentimes, like it can be really joyous and happy and life affirming, or really wow, I didn't realize I was thinking about that. Mm -hmm. And to watch people have that come to the surface, it just to be a witness to that Mm -hmm. is. that's very, it's relatively a new thing for me to see people that be, to watch people have that happen it's in front of you. Real. It's super real. It's beautiful. It's yeah. beautiful. And people are very moved by that. But it we have done very little. It, they have done all the work But do themselves. you think people underestimate how deep this goes when they, when they first get into it? I, it's hard, I think, to start with. This is a super deep process, you know. I
0: it, it, it was like, never mind. Go, uh, <laughs> yes. I, it's, it's, Would you like to do some inner work? Yes. It's I mean, super deep. And it's gonna change your life, and you'll never be the same. It's deceptively <laughs> it's deceptively simple to start because it's, fun.
2: Yeah, it's like it's like being a kid in kindergarten. You're just gl- you know glue sticking images together on map. Well, that's the thing I love. You, you know being a
1: creative myself like to be able to make something to play to to be able to have it be something that i can just not even you know i like painting
2: but it's it's even more simple than that it's like you don't have the, the imagery is already there for you all you have to do is respond to it and put it together so that is the simple part of it and I always say, you can do it one time and get a lot out of it and be like, this was awesome. I learned a lot about myself today. This is great. I I enjoyed it. I don't necessarily need to do it again. But more likely, what we've seen happen is you go, I I, want to do this again. I want to know more. I want to go deeper. And when you start to go deeper, you realize how expansive the process can be. It is... I think part of what we like about it is it is something you could do for the rest of your life if you want to. Mm-hmm. You don't have to. So the
1: thing I find very like humbling about the process is I, I think I go through intervals where I like shoot out a bunch of cards yeah. and then I won't make them for a while <laughs> and then I'm like make a bunch of them mm-hmm. and it's interesting to me the resistance I have like even right now I know in a, I'm in a period of my life right now where making the cards would be really beneficial to me but I'm having resistance Let's talk doing about it. Why? I'm curious Part of me My ego thinks That I've already covered it In cards I've previously Previously made Okay Mm -hmm. That's my excuse Okay But what's funny to me Is I have I don't even Because I think it's fun Yeah I, I enjoy it um, it's just, it's very interesting to me.
2: It is, it is work. I mean, it, it is work. You know, I think, it I think,
1: work. and yes. to that point, when you're talking about the resistance, right? Right now, I'm feeling like I'm in a period of my life where I'm feeling like things are work. Yes. And I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired right now. Yeah.
0: And even though it's a pleasurable thing it is but you've already done it so you know that it's not just about cutting and pasting and like i made something cool <laughs> you know that each one of those cards is a portal into a deep level of self and there might be some levels of yourself that's like we're not ready yet yeah
1: so i'm going to revisit the ones i already yes. made
0: <laughs> yes. because those yes. portals were open or you could just go ahead and make a card like a resistance card. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at look at you two. It, what's do you going see? On? What do you guys why see? What they I, just did to me? Why why I feel so vulnerable. Resistant? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it right now. Let's on, make a card Bang right
2: now. <laughs> no. Well, what you know? I think what is it, it's important to acknowledge that like the woman who created this process, she was a Jungian analyst. She was deeply, high level, deeply rooted in therapy, and a lot of the people that have practiced this process. ...are based in that. And it, it can be used to work with people who are suffering or trauma, illness, children. It's great for that.
0: End of life. Yes. People in prison. And they do. They work people with- who can't speak. It's wonderful. For- so anyway, so there's a lot of different ways it's you used. You can use in, it. In a traumatic... So the fact that it is it has come out of therapy means that it is going to be
2: a little bit of work. Yeah. Well, neither- And healing. Yes. But neither of us, are, <laughs> neither of us are therapists, obviously. But when we went to, when we went to this workshop, we saw the practical application of this in day to day life without needing to be in therapy for that.
0: That there was like. You could use this in everyday life, and you don't. it doesn't Yeah, have if your to be... life is already pretty good, you can make it exponentially better. Yes. So from wherever you start, you're going. You're you're going. Right. It doesn't in a good have to direction. start from
2: a place of trauma. You can start from a place of, I know that I want to grow somehow. I'm just maybe I'm not sure how I want to grow or where I want to grow to. Guess what? You can make cards about that. Yeah. So it. I think the resistance is sometimes like, you know, when you don't feel like exercising, don't feel like meditating, you don't feel like meditating, you don't, because you know that there's stuff going on in there. What is great though, is that it is a pretty low impact and sort of fun way to delve into stuff, especially if you're struggling with something. Like I have done that where I'm really struggling with something and gone and made a card about it. And I'm still shocked at what comes out of it, and how it has helped me work through things. It's great to have that as a as a resource in your toolkit.
1: I see, that's a, I'm glad you said that, a toolkit, because, you know, now I'm gonna sound a little bit defensive about it. but my <laughs> resistance with, with using it right now in my toolkit, I love doing it, but I am doing other things sure. for other practices in my toolkit. Absolutely. So I'm feeling a little like, oh, okay, but even though I, but I know it's something that, if I was with friends, Mm-hmm. in a community setting mm-hmm. that feels more delightful to me right now than to do it by myself
2: mm-hmm. totally under and that is something that we discovered is that doing it in community doing it with somebody with a trusted friend or a family member or whoever you know you you want to sit down and do this process with it is nice to have Somebody to it's like sitting down to the crafting table yes. and making. Stuff, yes, but right? why, why is it even
1: during the workshops? Mm-hmm. I'm okay not to talk to anybody yes. and just be making my cards. Mm-hmm. But I just like knowing that other people are in there it's making it.
0: Presence and it's the same thing that when when we sit with people as they're going through and learning who their cards are, um, it's more pleasurable to do that with someone sitting across from you, even though they're not allowed to say anything about your card, right? Um, because we're offering each other presence Mm -hmm. and when you're by yourself you have to journal it out and blah 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 and going back to what I was saying about like there's this whole rainbow inside each person that is like so infinite and so expansive and so like breathtakingly beautiful Um, when you offer someone presence you're witnessing a part of that I have gotten so much insight myself from watching samsara same yeah from offering her presents, so I'm not talking about stuff. She's working through her cards. She's working with her cards across the table for me, and I get to offer her presents. And I have grown from that and vice versa. And, and something that
2: we've talked about before, too, is... If you go out with uh, you know a bunch of your friends for Martinis, let's say, and everyone starts talking about, you know, their issues, right? You immediately want to jump in and fix somebody's problem and tell them what they're gonna do. during this process, you can't do that. All you do is hold space for that.
1: Person. Oh, my God, I just had an aha as you're saying mm-hmm.
2: that.
1: One of my things, when I'm processing things personally, I don't expect anybody to fix anything for me. I just want to be acknowledged and have the look like seen her seen, be like presence. yeah that's that's yes. shitty or but, but. Right. I don't expect anybody to take responsibility for it or anything. So the what I just had aha about is what you just said is why I like it cuz that's the way I process things is it feels that presence and of human acknowledgement. Do
0: process through speaking. So even if you are by yourself, it can be really good to do that. I am the one who process out loud and maybe just, like, record yourself on your voice memos and then just, like, write down some notes about it afterwards. Um, Because as you are speaking, you're also processing. How important is it to do
1: the I am the one, speak from the card as soon as you
0: make it? Uh, I I don't think it's critical. Um, Sometimes... uh, I've done that process with certain cards and I've actually been like, I am the one who and it's kind of, I've talked from the card and I've been like, okay, that's what it is. And then later on, as I pulled that card and worked with it in readings and and card of the day and stuff like that, I was like, oh no, I was just trying to check off the box that I know who this card is. Now I actually really do know who this card is. Again, you know, we're only, we're just human beings. We're only able to understand certain things at certain times, and that's just—I don't know why it is that way, but that's just the way that life is, and it's and it's okay, and everything is kind of you know um, measured out, and. Um, it's like when I was talking about shadow. Like, you don't have to handle all your shadow stuff in one sitting. That is, like, insane. Just your platter. a spoonful of shadow, a little bit of, like, yeah, I've already got this on side for me, and a little bit of, like, maybe that's where I'm going. That's a nice blend, right? So sometimes um, we always attempt I am the one who when cards are made, but if the... The gist of it isn't coming through clearly. It's okay. Put it in your deck. And then when you start pulling that card, when it shows up in readings, you're going to start hearing what it's saying, and it's going to tell you who it is.
2: Yeah. I ha- I have actually a card. I you don't just... force it. Yeah. I just have a card I've made within the last month, and I've had it sitting on my desk because I don't know who it is. And I've tried the process a couple times, and it's just...
0: It's going to be a humdinger when it, it goes down. It oh, is. no. Oh, no. <laughs> it is. And I, I keep
2: saying to myself, why don't I know who this is yet? And actually, just today, I just put it in my deck. And I said, I'm just going to put it in my deck. And when I pull it the next time, maybe I'm going to know who it is. And I'm really curious to know who it is. It's a very interesting card. But it, you don't. You just have to accept that you don't always know right away. And eventually, it will come through, and it's kind of exciting because it means your deck can still surprise you. I mean, we've been doing this for almost three years now, mm-hmm. and
0: it—it's the process still I would surprises say every us. Every four days, we text each other with like, <laughs> "This is so crazy," and then yeah. the picture of the card, and you know what's happening. Yeah, it's the—it it is a very insightful and surprising process and And that's keeps it it magical yeah the the, the cards they they do have a sense of humor the decks have a sense of humor um i think in a in a way to like kind of like in a friendly way like
1: get out of your own way yeah Mm -hmm. wake up i just i i know we mentioned it earlier but i'm always just so delightfully surprised when i read a card i'm convinced that i know its voice who it is And then I'll come back to it at another time and it's completely a different presence for me at that
0: time. Yes. Well, let's, can, if you'll allow me. Yeah, go ahead. Let's do it. So we have this warrior card. Yes. So let's say you pull that one morning and it's like, yeah, let's go. Let's do it. You got this. And then let's say maybe a month later you pull it and it's like, hey, you've been fighting for too long. Stop. So it's always the warrior, right? But it can give you all kinds of different messages at different times.
2: Perspectives.
0: Perspectives. And also, um, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like my cards care for me. Almost like how, you know, a, a parent would care for a child. Like they're a higher being and they're like trying to help me all the time they're always on my side even when they're telling me stuff that like is tough
2: can i say something really lovely about that yeah it really speaks to how i say it's my cards talking to me yes it's that you're deeply feeling yourself caring for yourself in that process <laughs> i think that's beautiful. i mean i think that's really beautiful yeah, yeah. and i it it's it's so level it's multi-leveled in there because it is a higher wisdom but the higher wisdom is also coming from inside you and guiding you to something higher I think that's lovely yeah yeah, I love it.
1: Whereas when you said that about you're just so lovely
0: over here, I'm like, wow! I have some like really like wacko, well, w- but, wackadoo but, but ones. I'm talking about <laughs> not individual cards. I'm talking about my deck, the whole deck. Yes. So yeah, we make these cards, right? But but the ultimate thing that's happening is you you stack your own deck, you build your deck, and the deck it's just like each card has a certain energy, the deck itself has a. A personality or a persona if I mean we can't show you our decks but if you looked at Samsara's deck and mine Samsara's cards her deck look like her mine looks like me yours looks like you it's not that we tried to do it or we're gonna go for a cohesive whatever the hell but it is just how it ends up and it's because mine cards were made by my own ha- hands Hers were made by her hands, and yours were made by your hands. And
2: even, even to, as you were saying that, I was thinking, even to the number of cards. Like, maybe I have 100 cards in my deck, and uh, you have maybe like 150 or 160. When we sit down to make cards, you work so much faster than I do. I work a little slower than you do. That's because that's who I am. That's right. It's a part of it. The, even the number of cards over the same period of time is yes. different because I just work differently. But I've semi-retired more cards than you have. Oh, that's interesting. We'll talk about that off, yeah. offline. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned for part two.
1: Oh, I know. I, I, I love it. I love it. So what I want to take a step back with is how you two connected in deciding to do this work together and how opposites
2: attract. I don't think- Did we... <laughs> Did we really decide? It I, kind of... I decided it.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, well, we went to you know we learned how to do it together. We went to a workshop together. We were pretty good friends, um, and then once a month we just started getting together and doing it. And then one day it's like, well, I you know have some dominion over like this esoteric world, and Samsara has a lot of dominion over like you know the the fine art collage and and just. You know, design and aesthetics in general. And I was like, literally, who would be better to teach this to other people? This thing that we both love so much, who would be better to do this than us? And then we said, well, Really? Should we do that? Maybe we should just keep it for ourselves.
2: Yes. <laughs> oh, I remember. I, I yeah, wanted... to going back to it. Well, because it was never
0: anything we set out to do, but it happened so organically. But don't you think yeah. that, like So after a workshop... So during, when we're teaching a workshop, we can't make cards. We're not allowed to. It's like the facilitators... that so but, hard. Right. It's very hard. We get built up, and we're like, you know, cleaning up afterwards. We're like, I can't wait to make some cards, you know? <laughs> so I think it has been supportive of our practice to share with other people and also every time you do see someone's eyes light up with like oh my god I can't believe this it's so true it's so deep it's so me um you want it you know it is I know it is a real every time we do a workshop it is it is deep magic and I you can see it in real time and it's like I know this thing is real I know this thing works I know this is real magic. It's real magic.
1: Oh, I I know just even with uh, some good friends and family that I've brought to workshops, and they weren't, I'd say, the same level of, as enthusiastic as I am about yeah. it. Well, who no, would it. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll go, and it's kind of this attitude of it being this more crafty, like, okay, I'll go to that, and then I get very excited once they make it and then they
0: realize what they've tapped into. And don't you afterwards have a deeper conversation, a more loving conversation, even if you're, you know, go out to dinner afterwards or whatever, like it, it, when you offer presents to people, even in small doses, it affects every other interaction. And, you know, we live in this world where we're constantly like barraged from the outside. So to have these deeper soul moments with people I think we're all actually really hungry for it absolutely
1: well it's like the more personal it gets the more universal
2: it is yes absolutely Uh, 100% in, in the yeah in the particular lies the universal Okay. Very, that's an ongoing thing that I think Oh, about can
1: you can you say that one more time, yeah, please? The, can you get really close to the mic and say it for me? Can
2: uh, uh, uh. say it sexy? Can you, <laughs> just do it.
1: Martina brought to you by some
2: Okay, give it to us. We're going to quote this. It's in the particular lies the universal. I think the more specific that you can get with what it is you're feeling, what your experience is, the more other people are going to relate to that. If you're kind of broad and you're sort of trying to talk to everybody are you you're trying to hide something that, Yeah, you're not but if you if you speak very specifically about a very specific experience you've had, that will resonate with more people because of that. Uh, something I was thinking is uh, one of the things that I've learned in this process that I've had to kind of come to terms with but is part of what makes us so, different and has brought us together is uh, jessica is a just by definition a believer yes and i am (laughs) and i am i love it i have really come to terms with i have a very skeptical side of my personality and i have a car a very clear card about that uh And I didn't realize what it was right away. But it it is something that I... You were skeptical of your skeptic card? I was skeptical of my (laughs) skeptic
1: card. Literally. I love it.
2: So I, I... This process is so magical. And it has changed me so much. And yet I've come to value the skeptic part of it because it makes me rethink and always is this is and it proves itself to me over and over and over again but don't you think the skeptic side is your creativity i uh, whatever it is it is there it's
1: just i just there. i just look at it like if you're making a card or your are one of your pieces of um collage art it's like to be a skeptic, to really question every corner of that is in existence within this
2: framework, I think is is the ultimate creativity. Well, I've come to appreciate that part of my personality that I was sort of, I would, I don't want to say ashamed of, but it's not something that I go around You and would say, brag about Yeah, I wouldn't say, hey, I'm, hey, I'm, a, skeptic. <laughs> I'm, a, believer, I'm a skeptic. I'm a believer. I'm a skeptic. But I've really come to value that part of myself now because it makes me scrutinize things a little bit more, maybe, and...
0: It, it's still it doesn't matter that I'm skeptical It's. it proves itself to me over and the over again the great thing about these cards is that once you have let's, let's stick with skeptic so, so when you are aware of one of these facets of your soul or your being let's say like the skeptic you are now in the power position you are empowered to either dial that energy up or dial that energy down so just like we were talking about so one day she pulls the skeptic. It's like, hmm, maybe I'll look a little side-eye at what's going on today. Maybe someone's trying to, like, work me a little bit or whatever. This has actually happened. Another day she could pull the skeptic and she could might be like, oh, like I'm overly skeptical and I'm going to die. So just bringing it into your awareness puts you in the position to increase it, decrease it. Really work with that energy actively. And that is another way that this change your, you know, because going back to the, in the particular is the universal, how we do each moment of our life is how we are doing our whole life. Does that make sense? Yes. So, oh, can can uh, Jessica, little, can you say that one more time really close oh, to the I mic? <laughs> I mean how we're doing any moment in our life yes. is how we're doing our whole life. That's so exactly. these micro changes that these cards inspire are what cumulatively over a period of time I feel like both of us have changed our lives, like in a way that um very few things do change us. Yes. Most things keep us in our status quo, in our habits. Most things keep us kowtowing to resistance and being like, yeah, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. These cards are smarter than that, and they um, have our best interests at heart. And your subconscious is never going to let you down, and these cards are never going to let you down. In both of you working with these cards, have you is
1: there a, a desire that's come out of making these cards that made you aware of a new desire that you weren't? Currently aware of? Oh
0: uh,
2: yes, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I had one last month. I had yeah. last month. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, for for sure. I mean, it is. Uh, we were driving somewhere, and Jessica said randomly, "Do you think if we hadn't gone to this workshop that we would be in this place in our lives right now? Like, do you think so?" And I said, "I, well, I can't speak for you, but absolutely not. This th- my deck has moved me, encouraged me." in some cases forced me inspired inspired me to do things that I don't know that I would have ever even
0: thought to do or knew that I had the courage to do and we're only a few years in like right. I the, the corollary to that is that I fully predict that in, by the time we've been doing this for 10 years in some ways we will have released so much old conditioning and old patterning that really this I feel like the sky is the limit with my deck by my side we're either gonna need a giant room for our decks
2: or we're gonna have like five cards left <laughs> or
1: yeah like some crazy I don't idea. know I don't know either if somebody who's listening is really curious about this they're a little bit overwhelmed a little intimidated but they it really did spark something in them to like want to explore this mm-hmm. more where can they go where can they find out more about this work that you guys are doing
2: mm-hmm uh, well, our website is the best place to go because it has a lot of content on there. A lot of it is free. Uh, there's videos. There's tutorials. There's downloaded stuff so that you can really delve into it if you want. So they don't have to be in an in-person workshop to be able to do this. Not at all. No. And the our website is art-x-magic.com. We say art by magic, but it's art-x. Yeah, I'll do a link in the show notes I know. to all the goodies. I know. And um, that is the best place to go because we have, we wanted to support people and educate them as much as possible because we understand that it's, it's a lot to digest and the more you dive into it at your own pace, the more you'll want to know.
0: And you know, this for us, like we both have our own things going on. This is a labor of love, passion project. We get off on sharing this with people. So on the website, you're gonna find like free videos that you can watch, there's resources, downloadable uh, free PDFs, Like there's a lot of information and we have done our very best to keep every single thing there as affordable and accessible as possible. And you also
1: in the past have encouraged those that maybe are living in a city where they can't attend a workshop
0: in person to get together with their friends and do it. Absolutely, so we have a, 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 an e-kit that has like a 20-minute instructional video, which is like, you know, speed round of everything you'd learn in a workshop, and then all the uh, accompanying materials and a little handbook, and if you and your friends got that, and some supply packs, you can buy supply packs from us of the blank cards, or we have a free video on the website about how to cut down your own cards if you want to DIY it. Get that little e-kit, split it with your friends, and start your own group, you're off to the races. You're I love it. it you know? I love it. Well, I just want to take a second and really
1: thank both of you and really honor you for the you're work you're really, doing. Um, super fan. Yeah, student number one mm-hmm. for us. Oh, I love it so much. Diana was creeping in. I <laughs> was. They, it was in the very beginning stages. <laughs> they were trying to be like solo powered, and I didn't know Samsara very well at that point. And she's like, who's this really eager person that wants to join us? And then I was just like, oh. I'm just going to make my own cards. And I started harassed text Well, in That's a loving so, way. Yeah. I started saying... And then Samsara, her skeptic, was like, hmm, maybe I let her <laughs> in.
2: <laughs> we are not supposed to teach yet. You're not. I
1: couldn't help it. I wanted it. But but just to talk about how powerful those cards are, I will never forget the very first card I made. I, I was waiting. Your, I won't forget your first card either. And it, it's, it's amazing because I remember I was and it's funny because I was waiting to have like permission to be part of the group mm-hmm. to do it with you guys
0: and I just wanted Can to I make a curve <laughs> to teach soul collage you have to take this very specific facilitator yes. training and they tell you don't Teach it until you. They followed the rules. So that's it. Wasn't anything about like what you're like. Don't make us sound like so-called mean girls. We we were following the rules. Yes, they followed the rules. I have. I am a rule follower. And they have a very persistent Aries uh, out the door. It was. It was all about us making sure that we had the chops, and it was good because we, either didn't understand or misunderstood some of the deeper rules about teaching this that are very important and it was really really good that we learned that first before we started to officially teach it absolutely they totally followed the rules it's for your benefit it
1: was for my benefit but it was very funny to think back at like the i wanted to make cards so bad yeah i like i remember when you were briefly telling me about. i was like what is this thing had a fire i want it i want it so bad so thank you for introducing me to it. You've both have inspired me again that I need to like
0: push through my resistance yeah. and make a card. Let's start out by making a resistance card. Hey, I want to make a resistance card. Should we all make yeah. a resistance card? Let's do it. Yeah. The resistance.
1: It can be read many ways. Oh my gosh, I love it. Well, thank you so much. Oh and gosh, I can't wait to like check back in later for more goodness. Yes. And then all my listeners, check out the show notes to get connected with these wonderful ladies and start making your own deck and really
0: like create your own magic. And like we're real people. If you email us through the website like we will respond to you if you have a question or something we didn't cover something something let us know oh great i love it thank you okay
2: bye
1: that's a wrap for today on the healer dealer podcast if you like this episode it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review let me know what you loved about it and pass along to your family and friends thank you so much for being here hope to see you next time cheers